0: Howdy, everybody. I'm Robert. And I'm Ira.
1: And I'm Christina.
0: And this is Anti-Wave, yeah. a podcast all about the films that bring the gun to the party with all the hipsters. That's right. I like how he does that. You yeah. Know, yeah. And between the yeah. three of us, we yeah. have over 100 years of experience in wow. the entertainment industry. Yeah, how that's about that? That's a lot of years. That is a lot of years. Yeah. Yeah. We can count. We have to use our toes to do it, but we mm. can. we can do it. Hey, guys. This week, we are going to be reviewing... Blind spotting. Blind spotting. How, how many times are we going to say train spotting, train spotting or, or blindside? Right. Those are the two. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to say that a lot. Yeah. yeah. So uh, we're going to be talking about blind spotting. And we're also going to be doing our top five what, Ira? Oh, yeah, that's right. We're going to do
2: our top five. I'm ready for you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And why don't you just stall a little bit while I... Top five favorite <laughs> movies about worst best friends. Top five worst, worst best friend best movies. best friend
1: movies. Bad best friends. Bad best, best, best friends. Bad best friends.
0: Uh, Christina, did you movies. ever have a bad best friend?
1: So many. So many? So many. And then somewhere in my mid-20s, I decided, enough of this. Just to... The bad best friends, let's eliminate these people.
0: Did you ever have a bad best friend you couldn't shake?
1: A bad best friend, a, like a psycho bad best friend? Well, just
0: a, a bad best friend that never never would go away.
1: No, no, that, all my bad best friends were unstable enough that they were, it's pretty easy to get rid <laughs> of them. It's easy just to, to yeah, kind of yeah,
0: phase yeah. them out? What about oh, you, yeah. have you ever had a bad best friend?
1: You know,
2: I, well, I can mention his name since he never listens to our podcast, so screw him anyway. My buddy Stan is a oh, bad influence on me. He, really? He has me do things I normally wouldn't do, or maybe it's within me and he simply brings it to the surface. Uh, I've gone to Bangkok with him a number of times. So he, he takes me on journeys and gets me to do things I don't think I would do. Why is by going myself, to Bangkok inherently bad? Well, because of the reputation of the city.
0: And, oh, yeah, so yeah. just you go to Bangkok and that's oh, a bad
2: thing? Well, we go to the Cultural Arts Pavilion. Oh, and, I see. Yeah, and take pictures. And, yeah, so,
0: see, yeah. you like to travel but, to the.
2: My yeah. point is that the reputation, if you will, of the city and of the whole country of Thailand, and he does these things, and I jump on board and go along with it, not kicking and screaming, but I think as far as being influential, he has me do things I normally wouldn't do, and I like it.
1: So he's not really a bad best friend. He's be a he's, good he's, bad he's a, best friend. He, he's just an enabling friend who you rely on to make sure that you get to Fair do things point, that you Christina. wouldn't want to do otherwise. <laughs> That you would be too shy to do otherwise. He's my
0: get he's out of enabler. jail
2: free card. Yeah, he's, he's the one enabler. who allows me. He yeah, you know, he lets you off. He's my ticket to ride.
0: He's, he
1: he fronts as as the bad as the bad influence, right. but really he's just the enabler. He just allows
0: you to not feel guilty about the mm-hmm. shit you do. You know I need more stands in my life. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Ira, let's do some week in review. You want to do that? Week
2: in review. So in other words, you know what, you guys? Some are old, some are new. We now present. The weekend
0: review. Uh, Who's going to go first, Christina? What did you see anything this week?
1: I saw nothing except for the film. Yeah, you had a pretty busy week. You were
0: feeling sick and everything too, right?
1: Yeah, it was, it was a little under yeah, the weather. A little, little, not, not, not good conditions for movie viewing.
0: Uh, you know what I saw this week? I saw Nick of Time. Did I
1: talk about that before? I um, think so in a top five. Did you? I think anyway, I did talk
0: about. But go ahead. Do tell Nick me. of Time is a, a Johnny Depp movie, and uh, I've been taking a lot of the tours of downtown. Uh, lately and seeing the the Union Station tour and the the downtown Los Angeles tour, the Broadway tour, a lot of the tours that the LA Conservancy puts on. And I wanted to see this one because uh, a couple of the tours that we went to took us to the Bonaventure Hotel, that took us to Union Station, and I wanted to see those. Uh, I knew that Nick of Time, I, I remember that from, from having seen the film before, that it used Union Station, it used Bonaventure, and I wanted to see it now that I've done these tours and just see how many different little... Um, uh, little things pop up, and it's it, it was really cool the way they shot it. Uh, some of the some of the locations. They, there's a really great moment in the movie where they're like, "Oh yeah, the Bonaventure's right there. You can see it from Union Station, which of course you can't." Uh, but it's a really great little love story to downtown Los Angeles.
2: Oh. Yeah. That's very cool.
0: What did you see this week, Ira?
2: Ah, there's a few I want to mention. Actually, three. I'll be real fast here. Jennifer's Body. Michelle mentioned that one last week. Mm-hmm. We talked about it, and I saw pieces of it. I've never really watched it all the way through. Well, I still haven't, but I came a lot closer to watching it all the way through. 2009. I forgot it was directed by, um, by your favorite, Christina. It was directed by, uh, by what's her name? The, the stripper. Diablo? Yeah, Cody. Yeah. She she directed it. Yes, yeah, she film. Was, she directed it. Yeah, I I, did, I forgot about that. And, Meghan, wrote, and
1: wrote it, I believe. Yeah,
2: did you write it too? Mm-hmm. And it's it's a it's a hell of a movie. I saw also The Snowman because we had the our guest a few months ago, yeah. Sylvia, yeah. and she was in it. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I happened to go into the movie halfway through and did we see Sylvia exposed? Was there a shot of her I think
0: it's like her um, breast? I don't think it's her breast, but it's like her shirt is off and you can see her shoulders or something like no, that. It worked for me. So I saw
2: that and I thought of our guest of a few months ago. <laughs> I saw one more quick film you guys called Look at Me. Now the word at is that mm. A with a circle around it. This is 2005. Five. It's all about an online nude model. And she's held. She's kidnapped by an obsessed stalker viewer of the show. It was, it's crap and I liked it. <laughs>
0: So she just held kid.
2: that's it. Yeah. Well, then of course she escapes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you like escape movies?
2: Well, all three. Is there is there a similarity here? No, not really. But escape that kind of I escape. Would say there's a similarity. No, there is. Christina. <laughs> and what would that similarity be?
1: I think our listeners can figure that out pretty easily.
2: <laughs> no. Well, so Jennifer's body, the snowman, and look at me. So I was I was looking.
0: I guess you were. Sure was. Hey, I want to point out. Last week we uh, we talked about our top five pool movies, and uh, a listener wrote in and gave us a couple of pretty good pool movies, and a couple of them are worth bringing up here. Uh,
2: help, we look uh, help us make our podcast better. We look forward to reading your letter. All right, okay, oh, dear. <laughs> God, I gotta get that in. Uh,
0: one of them is was back to school with Rodney Dangerfield. Yeah. I, I forgot it's, about that. With a triple I sh- Lindy. Absolutely. Do you remember this, Christina? Do you remember back to school?
1: Not really. The whole
0: concept of... It was basically a vehicle for Rodney Dangerfield to do his shtick. And uh, he got to... Uh, you know, right at the, kind of the same time of, of Caddyshack, maybe a couple of years after that. Right. And he... Goes back to school, and he used to be an uh, an amazing diver, and uh, and and that was kind of the big plot point was if, whether or not he could do this amazing dive called the triple Lindy. Uh, yeah, and d- does he? Uh, of course. At the very oh, end, he has to prove nice. that he still got it. Oh, that's. Cool. I like that
2: movie. It was, a, it was a fun movie. It was.
0: It was silly. It was good. But uh, you know, another one that was really good. And this listener also wrote in. He mentioned vacation. With Christy Brinkley and Chevy Chase.
1: Oh yeah, I remember that. That part. was a really good See. pool scene. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was, that. Right. That was right. a
0: great one. Right. And uh, well. and the best that's some of the best Chevy Chase stuff ever. When he comes out, he goes, Ah, oh, I just I was diving in the pool and there was this woman here and I screamed. I screamed, He's like trying to lie his way out. It was so good. What a great pool scene. I think He
2: also mentioned The Great
0: Gatsby. Was that? Yeah, he the, did. He mentioned The Great Gatsby as well. Oh, and there yeah. there's a bunch of good, was good pool stuff in that in there.
2: film as well. So yeah, he mentioned three. That we didn't include last nice week. pool yeah. Yeah,
1: nice so pool. excellent mm. pool choices yeah.
0: hey you want to talk about blind spotting
2: blind spotting yeah
0: you were you were conf- confused but i said it right checking or not. to make
2: sure that you did say it right <laughs> and robert talk us through it okay
0: blind spotting centers around a um around a guy who uh his name cal was calvin colin 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 thank you colin who is three days away from finishing his parole and as he's coming home one night he's working for a moving company and he's driving the truck home and he happens to witness a police shooting and uh Ethan Embry a little cameo there murders a guy right in the street and this really really affects Colin and the film is all about him kind of going through the last three days before he's finally hitting the finish line of his parole and the relationship that he has with his his best friend Miles, and uh, and the two of them kind of coming to terms with this really horrific thing that they've seen, but at the same time, dealing with the fact that their community has been gentrified, and it's starting to change around them, and their own identities as, uh, as Oakland residents. So yeah, yeah, that's about it, right? Well said. All right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, what do you guys think? Okay. Christina? Christina, you've been quiet. Yeah. What do you think?
1: Um. I, I really like this film Yeah. Um, um, but I have to confess that at a certain point I had to leave the theater.
0: I think I know where. Well,
1: yeah. Oh. You, got, you got it. Yeah. I
2: bet I, are we all th- with, the gun, with the gun, the child, yeah. the daughter with the gun? Yeah. Should I talk about that scene? Sure, let's yeah. talk about it. Um,
1: so Miles has, at the beginning in the first scene of the film, purchased a handgun which is not good for Colin because he's on parole and if there's any sort of incident or he's found with any sort of gun, he basically goes back to jail. Mm. Um, and so it's it's a really kind of bad best friend shall we say that yeah the bad best friend thing to do to get a gun when your um, when your best friend could go to jail if he's found anywhere near you so and then he brings it home to his girlfriend and and son and there's a scene where they all are sort of talking in the next room and then they walk in and the son who's like four or something uh, is holding the gun and it's it's this very terrifying scene of, and even
0: looking down the barrel he's of the gun at
1: the you know it's just one of these like household accident horrible tragedy situations and I Was I kind of had a feeling that this film? Everybody like I read all the summaries of this film where they're like, it's a comedy. Like some people describe it as. I was like, I saw the trailer. It's not a comedy. I mean, it has some comedic elements that are in fact funny, but ultimately it's a drama. Mm -hmm. um, Unless you consider comedy something that ends relatively happily, but it's just not happy subject matter. So I felt really freaked out by that and then of course there's the party scene afterwards where everybody kind of loses their shit and it just got so I kept leaving the theater coming back in, seeing if it was safe for me to come back in the theater leaving the theater again so I kind of saw the last bit in patches um but ultimately I mean I think the film I think the film deals with um you know police killings which is I think something that's on everybody's mind and I think that it does it in a really interesting way and I loved seeing this picture of a changing Oakland because I think Mm -hmm. it's happening in cities all across the U.S. but I think there's a very it was a really great specificity of gentrification in Oakland and sort of what it means to be from Oakland and what that Mm -hmm. whether that's defined in a way that's ultimately positive or negative or whether it creates a stereotype that is ultimately sort of self-destructive for the people who grew up there so I mean, I thought it was really interesting. I read a couple of reviews that said it was uneven. And I was like, whatever, reviewers. Because I don't know what, what says a film has to be so freaking even all the time.
0: Well, I don't, I don't think that it, it is. necessarily answers a lot of questions. I think in a lot of ways it poses questions. And I like that. I
1: thought that was interesting. You know, I mean, I don't, I mean, I just, I read some of these reviews sometimes where they're like, it was a bit, you know, it was a bit of a Rocky. And I was like, really? I mean, I didn't think it was Rocky directing. Somebody said it was Rocky directing. I think they're full of it. And like, I really thought this was interesting. And I read that they, because there's quite a bit of rhyming and like rap in the film. And I read that they considered doing the whole film that way, which I thought was really interesting. Hmm. And I think it's great that they didn't ultimately, although I think that would have been an interesting film too. So... I mean, I just thought there was really a lot to treasure in this film. I mm-hmm. really liked it.
2: The the movie was uneven. It was uneven in tone, and that's why I liked it. I didn't it think was, that it was. It, uh, no, I'm saying going back and forth between the heavy drama and the lightheartedness. That's what I mean by I see. uneven. I, that's, what I mean, and that's what I mean by the I'm tone. embracing and what I Christina said about,
0: about it not being uneven directing. In fact, I was really impressed by the consistency in the directing right. and how a lot of characters, you know... Uh, something that we struggled with in our film was getting everybody on the same tone uh, and making sure that car- actors who've never met each other. I mean, unless you have an extensive amount of pre-production time where you can sit down and have these kind of meetings and talk about your character, but a lot of times in, in these you know independent films, you don't have the budget or the time to do that. So you're just hoping that everyone kind of is in the same film. And you know, I was thinking about the um, there's a scene where there there are two guys who run into Colin. And they kind of uh, remember a moment with him that it really sets off a flashback so that we understand why he went to prison in the first place. That
1: was great. And,
0: that was great.
2: That was so well done.
0: And the actors who portrayed the, the that little... The two friends. The, the, the yeah. two flashback initiators. Yes. They were in the same movie. And I had a good feeling like, man, these, these guys, I could very easily see them not being in for a lot of the same, uh, same scenes and the same... Uh, what which trying to say? A directorial approach as other characters, but yet they're in the same movie. They're yeah. in the same world. That same kind Absolutely. of energetic vibe, and, and they got it. And that was a, that was a really great testament to the director, the director's abilities yeah. to pull okay. that so, off.
1: And I thought the performances were really great. Yeah, um, I thought so not, too. Not just the two main performances, um, but uh, of Colin and, and the Miles characters, but also um, I really liked the girlfriend and I really liked the ex-girlfriend. Yeah, all, I thought that they were really. Um, Unstereotyped and clear Like they had stuff They had depth of character And they, and they mattered And they were significant characters
0: It's weird because You know uh, You're talking about the stereotypes And I think it's hard to, to look at this film Without thinking about stereotypes On some level I, In some ways Um in some ways this i felt like the film was really racist but in particular toward white people uh, and it depicted white people especially hipsters as being it was the definitely same, it was definitely
1: scene. very anti-hipster right. no question yeah.
0: and if if there was if the if the reverse was true if a hipster or and it wouldn't be a hipster but if someone had made a film that depicted black people in that way right. uh, of of being very stereotyped and um and everyone just uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, like, like, boys to the hood kind of approach. Right. Boys in the hood. Then I think that would have been called out as being a very that wouldn't be okay. Right, it wouldn't right, be okay. Right, right. But I don't mind it. I mean, I don't. I think a. I think it works for this film. And I don't. I don't mind the racism about the in the film because i think that's part of what they're talking about i think that's what they're addressing it, and i it, think they have to play on stereotype in i don't order know to, if
1: it's racist i mean i don't think though hipsters it's really about it's really about it's more it's not racist it's more classist
0: i thought so too until they said it and they said it when they're sitting down at the party and maybe i don't know if you were in the I room i i was in the room at that point yes. but they when they're sitting down at the party and they say uh it's like a hundred, oh yeah, yeah white people, it's the three and of us three now there's
1: three of us, there's three of us, right. three of us and, and they were
0: all black, right, and we're that's in that moment, I said, so now it's race because you've turned this into a racial thing
1: that's true, they are talking sort of about a white invasion of oakland, yes, which is, and but it's so it's a combination of the two, it's both it's well, it's three things, it's like hipsters, white people, and rich people, yes. so it's sort of though that sort of rolled into one
0: and it, I, I and even. You know, our, our, I guess not our main character, our second main character, Miles, who gets mistaken for a hipster because he has the oh, same, yes, same a, neck tattoo. That was tattoo. a
1: truly bad moment for oh, him. My gosh, that, that was so great. That
2: moment. So yeah. I, tell okay. it, I, what happened First, in that moment? Okay, in that moment, it was a tattoo of the state of California with a mark where the city of Oakland is, the right. northern upper, and they both, uh, the buddy, what's his name again? miles miles had the tattoo on his neck he's been
0: wearing it the whole He'd film the
2: whole time and in this this party so very hipster like it was reeking of hipsterdom of one of the guys the host the host mm-hmm. I think had the identical tattoo on yeah, his neck the, the big it was a CEO, great okay. it was it was so because insulting. what could you do in that moment I know it
1: was horrible it and was, he gets and miles also gets mistaken for a hipster right. at at the party which is so interesting because it just goes to show that all the sort of marks of authentic oakland have been appropriated yeah. by people who've moved in who are not ne- necessarily from the community so it's just it's it's impossible to tell at that moment whether miles is authentic or hipster poser and like nobody and it, it has become like all his badges of honor have become, have
0: become stripped have yeah. become
1: meaningless yeah. or or false and when um one of the poor three black people at this party who are like yep we're surrounded by white people um says you know you don't have to try so hard friend you know you don't have to be like yeah. trying to talk Oakland with me. You know, I understand that you're just a hipster, you don't have to try so hard. Miles is like, "What?
0: Fuck you." I'm yeah.
1: from o-. so it's like but nobody can tell because they're surrounded by people who are w- trying to walk the walk and talk the talk. Yeah. So you can't tell who's authentic and who's fake. And so it's like it makes it, it it's a it's a very interesting community and like I one of the things I thought was really cool was how they under, undermine or they comment on that. Like um at with Colin's mother who has all these wonderful like um, vintage posters of protest and mm-hmm. like the different the you know the the uh, organization and all these these assemblies and you know sort of power to the people and fair right fair wage and her son or stepson I wasn't clear which her son or stepson is playing a very violent video game right and it's so it's just like it's this it's this community that is like steeped both in like, human rights and violence. And it's like, it, I thought that that scene really, like, put it all together in this very interesting way.
0: Ira, you've been kind of quiet. What I do
2: have you been kind of quiet, and here we go. I first, I think I'm going to surprise you with what I'm about to say. Uh, was it two weeks ago, with Sorry, Wrong Number, I think both of you concurred that it was perhaps one of the best movies you've seen all year. I'm going to say this about Blind Spotting. I was blown away by this film. Mm. I, I went there, you guys, not kicking and screaming, but not particularly... Eagerly looking forward to sing it because it was. You said okay, sorry. I'm sorry. sorry. I'm still stuck at song. You're talking sorry, sorry to bother you. Sorry to bother. You. I said yeah. sorry, wrong number. No, well, was that like, was a Bob Hope. Wait, that was a Bob Hope movie. Sorry. Okay. To bo- I couldn't get same. past not that. not quite the same. Thank you for correcting me on that. Yeah. That and, would have
1: confused some listeners. Yeah.
2: <laughs> right. I went there not eagerly, anticipating it. Another movie about racial strife in Oakland. And that's what it had in common with right. Sorry to Bother You. I think this was one of the best movie I've seen all year. I was swept away by it. Mm. I think it worked on so many levels. And what I'm calling, again, the shift in tone as a compliment as far as the drama versus the comedic moments, all that worked. I've never seen a movie like this. It was breezy. There was a certain flow to the whole thing that was magical, and it worked with a powerful payoff at the end. Everything about this movie was so well done that it was an attack. Gen- gentrification? I want to say that gentrification, word right. yeah, yeah, obviously it, it attacked Attack is the wrong word. It playfully poked at that. The payoff about, well, what happened? Why did our hero go to jail? I love how the backstory was told to us with that somewhat tongue-in-cheek way, but it really, really all paid off. I love the chemistry between these two. You can tell that they've been childhood friends. In Forever, real yeah. life. Mm-hmm. That was coming across. Yeah. And it was so riveting and powerful on so
0: many levels. I love this film. I think one of the things that I appreciated most about this film, we were talking about stereotypes before, the main character, Colin, um, he broke a stereotype that I'm so happy to see broken, which is that a young uh, black male in a, an impoverished neighborhood can see a death and be rattled to the core about it. As opposed to so often what we see in films, which is, oh, it's just another guy down and, and maybe it bothers you a little bit, but whatever, you move on. I mean this was a stranger who got shot down in front of him and it truly truly affected him and the whole movie he's really trying to come to terms with that um and and I think that that would and should rattle anybody to see mm-hmm. someone die right in front of you to get shot down in your own neighborhood mm-hmm. that's got to be I mean just terrifying doesn't even come close to being the right word for it but uh, that's that's reflected in how he felt and I really like that this film broke that stereotype absolutely
1: I also thought it was really nice how they just sort of building on that is how, you know, how it, it's acknowledged as like a huge problem in the neighborhood, and that, you know, this is not the first black man to be shot down and it's mm-hmm. not going to be the last. And when, when um, the Colin character, when Colin gives his, um, no, his mother, his mother gives Colin the brochure, How to Talk to Your Children About the Police, and he gives it to the girlfriend, Miles's girlfriend, right. whose name I do not know. Um, uh, and says, and she's reading it, and you can tell, like she's thinking about all this stuff. You know what it means to bring up a biracial child in this environment. How she is going to talk to him about the police. How what what you know she wants to send him to a bilingual preschool. Like she has all these. You know she too is concerned with how to. You raise know, her family the, right? raise her family in a city you know so that they get to you so you get to keep your culture but that you're not in danger all the time right. and you know and miles is somebody who's bring who brings literally bring that brings that danger home in an unnecessary way which is what makes her so upset like the dangers out there but he brings danger in like yeah it doesn't have to be brought in like that not by the father who's supposed to be protecting the child right
0: well I, I And I think I buy his motivation though of of even when he buys the gun in in the first place. In his mind In his weird twisted mind it 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 makes sense to buy a gun, I'm protecting my family. Right.
1: But this is the sort of the this is the sort of this culture of sort of bravado violence that ultimately is so destructive both to Miles and to Colin, you know?
0: I agree. I think, what were you going to say?
2: Movie. Also, this movie was textured with so many little details, little gems. What was it? They both had the same ringtone yeah. on their phone. Thing, things like that, that were so...
1: True to, true to friends. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
2: Obviously, it's comedic, but it's so organic and real yeah. that they would both look at their phones like, which one is... Little details like that, I just love.
0: I think, too, uh, one of the things that I, I like, the sound... Of, the sound in this movie is great, by the way. There's some really... You are talking about the, the ringtones. Those were great. Even when he... There's a split screen uh, between him and his ex-girlfriend. I say between him. I mean Colin and his ex-girlfriend. And they're talking on the phone. And when he hangs up, there's a quick little... Uh, just the hang-up sound of the phone. Which is so... Just a nice little... Um, how do I put that? Like just a, a sound design mm-hmm. choice. And little things like that throughout the film have have really made it come into into its own little world and we were talking about before about that with uh sorry to bother you how it had created its own world right this film very much followed in that same kind of um that same path but it it really wasn't quite as zany as sorry to bother you it was it wasn't so far out of left field it was a little bit more
1: it was more it was very realistic It was realistic
0: in a comedic way. In
1: a comedic way. It was realistic in a... I felt like it was realistic in an emotional way. Right. Like, part of the reason I had such a hard time watching the end is I was terrified for Colin. Like, I Mm -hmm. liked him so much as a character. Yeah, um, I did too. Which is a credit to uh, David's performance. Like, um, and I just... I didn't want to see him... Like, when he had that gun in his pocket and the cop, like, turned around, I was like, ah, I'm out of the theater. Like, I don't want to see him arrested. You know, I just can't. I can't, I don't want to see him. Because the device of, you know, oh, a couple days to you retire, you hit probation. Like, we all kind of know where this is going, we think. Yeah. But then it didn't go there.
2: Yeah. Did you guys think he was going to go back to I jail? Was really I, afraid I was he was going to. The only
1: thing that I hoped I he was, did wasn't, which is the fact that they built it as a comedy. I was like, if he went back to jail, it would be not built as a comedy. So that's that's what I was putting my money on. I
0: don't, I I don't, I tried to not think ahead. Mm -hmm. I think if I start trying to outguess the filmmakers, then a, I'm either, I'm not enjoying it because I'm I'm trying to, trying to figure out how the film quote unquote should be and how I would want it to be and not enjoying what they're presenting for me. Right. And B, I think it just takes me out of the story. So I I try not to, I try not to watch trailers and I try not to guess where the film is going. I,
2: I couldn't help but project. God, I hope he doesn't go back to jail at the end and i'm glad he i was
0: certainly it. on for the ride like where yeah. is this going yeah. um
2: you know talk about pulling you out of a movie and this it worked for me at the, the climactic moments with the gun where he starts rapping calling, rapping and i for a split second it was yanking me out of the film and i thought i want to dive into this thing and embrace it and let it and let it wash over me and it did it was really effective
1: well, as my um as my it, as my husband pointed out, like he's been struggling to kind of find his voice in terms of wrapping yeah, throughout right. the film and this is you know, sort of the culmination oh, of you're, that. You're it right. that set able it to was set up. It was set up that himself. way, right yeah. earlier in the movie. Yeah, I didn't way. get that because I couldn't see I didn't watch the whole scene. I just came in, saw the gun and had to leave again. So I was like, What happened?
0: <laughs> well, even at the beginning where they're eating the, the burgers and he's struggling to find the right rhyme. Right, right. and then right. Right. now it's all just coming out. Yeah,
1: so set up. He he's processed, you know, and he's rocking, right. Thought about how he feels about the about the police shootings, mm-hmm. and he has something that he wants to say. Whatever that was, again, I was unfortunately fleeing the theater at the same time. But
0: but you know what? I I don't. I think if if someone put a gun to my head and said, "Hey, what did he say?" I don't think I could tell you three words that he said. I, but it was all emotion. It was so fast. Mm-hmm. I don't know that my ear could pick up everything. Mm-hmm. Um, did you absorb all of it?
2: The point I hear what you're saying. It doesn't matter because you felt it. Yeah. You felt it. It, and was, it was experiential. All, it and was all it well was, articulated. Yes, it and was. The, but it was, it was so well rapid fire. It was so rapid fire. It was so fast. You couldn't process all the words. Right. Right, right.
0: You would need to go back through and just be like, I got to slow this down. I mean, yeah. it was like Eminem at his at fastest. And, you know, it, it was... Super fire um, Delivery So uh, It was really nice
1: The other scene I like just um, From a performance Miles' performance uh, Rafael, I guess Casal um, And uh, he uh, See this Ira I'm looking at your At your printout Wow I'm at see? See? I'm refer- Look at that I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. Re- I'm referencing mm-hmm. the actor Um Uh and that's the first that's the first on this podcast first time. First time no, not just l- you but <laughs> anyone <laughs> um
0: uh, ira prints out a, a little sheet for every, every single I, film I, we I do to kill
1: a couple trees yeah. for every podcast um and it's much appreciated i'm thanking you ira for killing oh. that tree. um but uh when he sells the boat the boat selling scene, yeah. when he leans in and yeah. talks the guy into the boat very much appreciated that scene and I appreciated him selling the uh the the flat irons too. I yeah, appreciated yeah, his like flat iron. his talking and his salesmanship yep. and like
0: yeah. I you know it was great. I actually did follow most of that conversation with the sailboat, but my favorite is that I knew I knew a guy from Oakland and he used to always say, "Yeah, we're going to go over there and get the whoop-wop." And he would call everything a whoop-wop. Huh. And and I was like, "What well, what the hell's a whoop wop? Yeah, what is a whoop wop? It was just a thing. It's a just, thing. just like another word that's for a word thing. For a now, thing. it might be some sort of awful, derogatory term that I'm using and not knowing, but he, he would just be like, you know, man, we're going to go get the whoop wop and get out of here and be whatever. And nice. I'm like, okay, I don't know. And I heard him say whoop wop. And I went, oh my gosh, somebody else besides Marvin says whoop wop. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. I like that moment. Yeah, that's cool. Um, and- I, I, what were you going to
2: say? No, go ahead. go ahead. I just want to say, too, I love this film, but I've got a nitpick. That's her, well, that's partly what we do. I have an issue about titles, don't I? Yeah. I, I do. I have an yeah. issue about titles. I don't like the title. I don't like this. I don't this. like the title Just, either. Oh, we're in agreement. Usually no, I'm the like odd it. one out when we talk about titles. Yeah. It, it, The fact that I was... We were getting confused with two other titles is not good, and I get it. We should explain that blind spotting, that there's that famous optical illusion of the two profiles looking at each other. It's, you're either seeing the two faces or the vase, mm-hmm. the vase that's in the middle. And what's the psychological uh, conceit to that? That your brain can't see both. It's got to be one or the other. But you
0: might so, be looking at something the wrong way. Yes, perspective,
2: point of view, perspective. Right. And mm-hmm. so it was a metaphor for racism and everything that's going on. I get that we get that and it, it paid off at the end I don't like the title
1: no I don't like it either
2: it's just not memorable it, it's not
1: it's hard because it I always have to remember tied, it doesn't, doesn't feel tied in like yeah. if they just yeah. they that that figure had a title in the book in the textbook in that scene that, that Val and uh, Colin talk about it and it's like Raphael's base or something like that. I don't know if that's really what it was called. But if they just called it that, at least that would tie into the illustration. It would make sense. But they never really call it blind spotting exactly in the discussion that they have. She she, she says it once. She She, says it once. but like... Mm. I just no. I didn't like it so much <laughs> we all just I feel the we, same face we, <laughs> all, like we, all, we all it just it doesn't yeah. seem like it seems like there could have been something a lot juicier yeah. they could have I think this. you're right
2: there's one other what I thought was a weak link and that is this that at the end of the film we should say that the the cop who does kill someone at the beginning of the film mm-hmm. which our hero sees Ethan Emery yeah and our, our hero witnesses that at the end these are guys who work for a moving company I think you know where I'm gonna go mm-hmm. and they go into the house and I knew this was gonna happen. I was telling them, don't let this, and sure enough, the owner of the house happens to be the cop who we see at the beginning of the film. We've talked about coincidences in film and how coincidence can work if it's negative. Right. And I love that. Right. I really get that premise that if it goes against, what would, then a coincidence is kinda of nifty. It was a little bit too tidy it was too much of a coincidence. It was too pat that the element came together that way. I'm gonna I agree with problems. you, Ira. I'm,
1: I'm gonna, I mean, I didn't see the whole scene. I just saw one shot of, I mean, basically one, two, three of Colin pointing the gun and I, then I turned around and left. Um, but I agree with you, I think it's too convenient. I yeah. don't think it no. should be, I think that that's, I don't mind that they had a confrontation and I, I understand using the device of the moving company made sense, but it did feel a little too convenient.
2: Yeah, the yeah. odds of that happening are astronomical. Yeah, they talk to be about
1: cops house. moving out of state. You know what yeah, I mean? But I mean, it know. Wasn't but enough. I not enough. I agree. I don't think it was enough. I agree, hundred percent. Yeah, no,
2: yeah. 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 that's I, that's I, the only weak link. The title and the coincidence of the end was too pat. Those if, are the only. If two- he
0: knew that if he somehow knew that that was the cop ahead of time, yes, I would buy it more. Yes, and he still
2: went in anyway. Right, right, yes.
0: right, right, right. And, right. and now all it's things. like, That's good. That's facing good. his demons, that might make a little bit more sense. Right. And I would right. I would believe it at that point. Right. But the fact that they're, they do this whole move, and then, and then right before he's about to leave, he yeah. sees yes. the picture of the yeah. cop, and yeah. it's like, wait, yeah. this is the house I've been moving the whole time?
1: No, no, I agree mm. with that. Although, all right, I'm going to give a little shout out to a different moving scene. Uh, where the white woman comes out and is like, "Um, I'm so excited about taking this house down to the studs. It's like she's like the bad gentrifier. Right. Um, And uh, she's like, can you just take everything out and there's a boat in the back? Like she was like, it was such an obnoxious portrayal of like somebody who's moving in and is going to like... You know, bring money to the neighborhood. I, I really appreciated that. But I would. Do you I know mean- who that
0: was, by the way? Uh uh-uh. That was Sarah Kay. She's one of the oh. best poets in America. She's an amazing poet. Really. And um and I, that was just a little cameo they threw her. Whoa,
1: that's crazy. And, and you
0: should check her poetry. I will. It's Beautiful poetry. I had no idea. Huh. She's a stand-up. Uh, well, like a performance poet.
1: I just thought that it was a great character. Um, because you I think would love Sarah I will, Kay. I will check her out. I will check her out. Um, but I really liked how Colin flipped through that um photo album in this house that is getting gutted and everything is being stripped out of it. And it's this whole history of a family, um, specifically a black family that's lived there. And like, and you see how like that's, that history is now being tossed in the dump Mm -hmm. for this white woman and to move in and to start this whole. And I understand gentrification happens, but you felt like it felt sad. Yeah. It felt like the loss of this history and the loss of this family and what happened to them. And, you know how come they didn't stay And like I mean of course they could have moved out of town for a number of reasons But like it felt sad And I appreciated that moment
0: I think the I I totally agree with what you're saying I think the the only moment in the whole film That to me felt like um, it, whether, it, whether it was bad directing Or bad acting or maybe both Was in that scene with the last shot Where the camera's kind of pulling back And they're throwing the football around And they're kind of starting to pile all the stuff in the middle Of the room mm-hmm. to get ready to move In that moment, I could see them acting. I could see them not having anything to do. And they were like, "Um, I'll move stuff. No, I'll I'll throw the football. And they kind of were trying to look busy in that moment. And as I was watching it, it was the one moment where I'm like... You're you're too in love with this pullback right, to right, right. to you know showing the whole house and the studs right, and everything right. else, and the actors just didn't know what to do in that I moment, and they were kind of stalling for the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah
1: felt a little forced. I yeah. can see that. Yeah, but you know what? That.
0: I I think we are nitpicking. This really was a great film. Ira, you it said a, it earlier. Yeah, it was, it
2: was a great film. I really that. So, so somehow, I'm I'm forgiving uh, that for me. The big issue about the coincidence at the end. That aside, it's it's. I've never seen a movie quite like this, and I, think, I was blown away by it.
0: I think you, if you have enough great scenes throughout the film, you can afford you can, one big you coincidence. Can, you can forgive every once in you a while. Forgive. It's like, all right, you, you earned this one. But if you had two, it would just it would ruin it. It's it's too much. And I love
2: I your Rob, your idea, Robert. Your fix set. He should know. He should have known. Yeah, I think that's an easy fix. Anyway, that's it. they
1: They look at the addresses and the names. Val, like Val, who does the booking for the moving company. Right. She hands him that one job and he says that's outside of my parole zone or whatever. Right. And she's like, no, it's not. He's like, it really is. So she could have handed him something. He could have been like, oh, my God. Like where he sees the name and the address of the cop. So or even just seen it on knowing, the board Yes, he could and have, then switched
0: it. That might have, have even been he, cooler. That would
1: have been better. Like he could have Whoa. known it and he could have done it and then gone in knowing. And then so it's a, it's he knows what we don't know until right. the end. And then that makes it feel deliberate and his choice. I yes. like that. So wow. he, I think that could have really worked. He's proactive.
0: And now the only coincidence is that. It, it was his company that the cop called, right, which is a then, much more but that's believable minor, coincidence. That's more minor coincidence, right, right?
1: Right, That is that seems like that, especially if he chooses or he swaps the boards, then it's like a coincidence that he exploits because he has something he wants oh, to do. right! It turns nice. him into an active character. Yeah, yep. Which would be nice. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. And and now too, it could. Also build up the tension as they're moving the boxes, right. you know. Like right. you get a little bit more payout, right? Out of that and scene. like, so
1: what, what, what's he going to do? What's, what's going to happen? going to happen? Is he down in
0: the basement? Right? Is he going to pursue him
1: and
2: go in the basement? Mm-hmm. Right? It's another level of anxiety can be built up with that, yeah. with yeah. that suggestion.
0: I
1: think yeah. that's an, I Yeah, think that would be interesting.
0: Yeah, uh, but aside from that, I think the film was a really, really nicely done film. Oh it's yeah, it's got some uh, great editing in it. Uh, some, some really, really nice performances. Some really. Um, you know, you, you said that you felt like this wasn't a comedy, Christina. And there were
1: funny parts.
0: There were some, I, I think, laugh out loud funny I, parts. I
1: laughed out loud a couple of times. I'm, yeah.
0: And I think, I think I would disagree. I think ultimately, I think ultimately it is a comedy. Um, but it definitely has a, a strong narrative or a, a dramatic streak to it. There's some, there's some drama involved there.
1: I would never describe this as a comedy in a million years. <laughs> there was, there was, Maybe th- a
0: tragic comedy is how I, would, I might describe it. I would
1: it. never describe this. I would say that it was, it was a, a drama with some comedic scenes. Okay. But there are a lot of dramas with comedic scenes. Well, I, well, Why do
0: we do? have to categorize? Uh,
2: Why it. You don't we just say it's a slice of life movie? Uh, a slice of life <laughs> movie. All right.
0: Well, let's talk about uh, our, our money shots. Are there any shots that stand out to you as things that you'll remember from when you look back on this, uh, this film five years from now? I'll go first. Go ahead. I remember I, I, when they when they first got out of the uh, their friend's car at the beginning after they buy the gun and we <laughs> it, it reveals the size of this car and its rims and its tires. That was such that was, a great was, visual gag. Pull back where we see what they're in.
1: Yeah, because yeah, yeah. yeah. it, it's an Uber. He's like, oh yeah, I'm an Uber. <laughs> yeah, that was great. I
2: was laughing out loud. <laughs> uh,
1: like, yeah, it, like yes. everybody's an Uber. Like I really appreciate that. That's
0: a really. It's a nice character. I. This is a film that I would. Uh, I would like to see a sequel to this. I could I could stand that. And I think it might be betraying the original a little bit to do that, but I would go watch a sequel. If they put these characters in uh, with another, I don't know, just a, a, a day in the life of, you know, a long weekend of these characters, I would watch it. Uh, my other uh, money shot would be the the, the big shot with Colin uh, aiming the gun at the, the camera, which is also the point of view of the police officer at the end and just that look on his face as he's saying those lyrics and wrapping and his feelings it was really really nice so that'll stay with me yeah. Christina what about you
1: I like the shot with all the posters on the wall of his mother's house mm-hmm. I thought that that was really an in, in like the son playing the violent video game I thought that was just really I like it's hard to get in like I think when you're making a film that is about a sense of place it's hard to get in it's hard to really tell the story of that place. And mm-hmm. I really liked how the film did that in different ways, like with the opening montage and different scenes of the different neighborhoods and situations that are and, you know, and they talk about it. But that was like just such an interesting juxtaposition for, for me. So I, I really like that.
0: All
2: right, Ira, what about you? Here's a beat that stayed with me. I'm going to surprise you a bit. With the, with, the um, with Colin, I guess he had like an on and off again relationship with the, was she like the dispatcher of the moving company? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I was. A, that's th- his ex-girlfriend. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, on and off. They were together. It was time for him to leave and they hugged.
0: Yeah. That hug. You hug, stay with yeah. you. You've yeah. chosen hugs a few times. I hugs. Like, I times. That's interesting. hugs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's you true. do, you, you're and a hugger. I do hug. That's yeah.
2: really interesting. That
0: hug lasted for quite
2: a few beats, and you could feel it—you could feel it between the two of them that they yeah. were still very much in love. It was some great shot, great moment, movie. Yeah. yeah.
0: All right. Well, what do we think about it in terms of anti? I know. How anti is it, Ira?
2: Oh, I'm going first. Mm-hmm. I was—I'm prepared for this question. What do you got? But uh, but I'm having trouble with it, even though mm-hmm. I'm prepared. That's for why
0: it. I'm going to you first. Yeah,
2: thank you so much. The spirit, the tone, the fact—it's in. Oakland where there's a lot of racial strife and so on. This is all going anti-wave, anti-wave. Ultimately I'm not sure if it's really a pure anti-wave film Mm -hmm. and that's why I'm, now I came up with the number (laughs) 7.4 I
1: I think that that's just a point, a point, sorry a tenth of a point above your usual score, 7.3. So this i got to keep the listeners on their toes. This would be slightly more
0: <laughs> anti- Wow, <laughs> 7.4. Wow, yeah. Ira must really was, think this is there out there. There was the feel,
2: there was the tone, there was the anxiety, there was all the texturing, the level of tension and so on that was very anti-wave. Ultimately, I don't think it was a pure, completely anti It, it still fits at our perimeter of what is an anti-wave film, but it's not completely anti-wave. It's on the cusp probably more than not
0: 7.4. 7.4. Christina, what do you think?
1: I think that the the fact that the project originated basically um, between these two childhood friends who were trying to tell, although fictionalized, a story of their neighborhood, and you have basically... Um, a person of color starring in the film and a personal color directing the film. I just, that just doesn't get to happen so often. So, um, I think for the subject matter and also some of the stylistic choices, um, and the director, and the, I would say it's pretty anti, I would say I would go for, I'm going to go with Ira. I'm going to fall into his realm of like 7.5.
0: 7.5. Yeah. I think I would, I would say this is a, a, a an anti wave version of Friday.
1: Friday. do you know i saw
0: you, you remember yeah. friday right yeah. friday? with chris tucker and uh and ice cube do you remember okay. that
1: movie no yeah. but
0: it, it's it got the same kind of comedy mm-hmm. to it and um and i i think i would say this is probably a six and a half i could be pressed to say seven i think mm-hmm. the fact that there aren't uh bankable stars in this film um and recognizable not a lot of recognizable names um And there's a lot of really good style that might bring it up to a seven. But a great movie, nonetheless, and uh, definitely worth checking out. Absolutely. Yeah.
2: Well, we're all the same wavelength on that. All right.
0: Same anti-wavelength. Anti-wavelength. Nice. All right. Hey, uh, who died this week?
2: Oh, we're doing that? Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm ready for you. Got to tell you, unfortunately, we must. The following people... They've turned to dust. Dead Corner this week, we have Harry Culkin, 90-year-old Canadian film producer. He produced a film called Lies My Father Told Me. Are you guys familiar with that movie? I've heard the name. It was a powerful movie. It was an important film. Do you know Lies My Father Told Me,
1: Christina? It sounds really familiar, but I don't think I don't
0: know it.
2: We have a Dead Corner Spotlight. Okay. You've seen his name a lot in credits Patrick Williams, 79 year old American film, television, music composer, he did lots of TV you guys, he did hmm. Mary Tyler Moore show he did, he did um, other shows such as Columbo, Lou Grant, uh, Bob Newhart Streets of San Francisco, but he did a lot of films too, he was nominated for an Oscar Don't Drink the Water, Hot Stuff, The Toy Cry Baby, and also Breaking Away, a movie oh, yeah. we've spoken about and uh, he passed away, Patrick Williams 79 years old, and Kirk Douglas, dead Okay.
0: Wow. Yeah. yeah. Let's get straight into the top five. No game this week. Let's, do good, let's go to the top five. You want to do it?
1: Yes.
2: Hit it. Vern, it's time to give a listen, you little creeps, to our top five.
0: Okay. Our top five this week is our top five worst best friends. <sighs> yeah. Does anybody want to kick but us off? Who's going to get started?
1: Sure. Um I, I've I kind of found myself focusing on bad female best friends, although mm-hmm. my top five isn't limited to that. Um one movie that cropped up on a lot of bad best friends lists and I have to go with for number five is my best friend's wedding, mm-hmm. nineteen ninety seven. She's not, not a good friend. She is a terrible friend. Yeah. And she is oh, making some real really good. terrible choices. That's mm-hmm. real. Good. So there was there were she was terrible. And I think and, and I but I put it as my not so bad on my top five list, my number five, because she in fact does sort of learned her lesson and is she punished. comes back. Yeah. In. She's kind of realizes that she kind of effed up that one pretty bad.
0: Mm. All right. Nice. Uh, my number five is a movie. I think I've talked about, I think I talked about it in a, uh, a week in review once, uh, from 2016 Swiss army man. This is about, oh, yes. about this
1: movie. I remember. Swiss <laughs> this army is man. about
0: a guy who finds a dead man who has magical powers and basically, uh, constantly farts. And I thought, what an awful best friend to have. <gasps> One that's just constantly passing gas. And uh, he winds up being a really good friend to him, but he's like yeah. rotting and decomposing and, and i t- thought that would be a bad awkward, best friend
1: awkward best friend yeah. yeah not because
2: of his actions or i guess it's because of his actions yeah. <laughs> you yeah.
0: know i almost put castaway on this too having wilson as a bad best ah. friend too that's interesting yeah but and yeah, didn't make my list what do you got ira what's my number 5, number
2: five in the movie uh, Mean girls the plastics mm-hmm. the yeah. plastics these uh, i love the name obviously it's a perfect name if it's almost two on the nose plastic is something shiny yet it's artificial too on the nose plastics it Artificial, synthetic, just like the plastics. These girls, everything is about beauty and wealth, and um, yeah, they're 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 not nice. <laughs> All right, they're not nice.
0: Christina, what's your number four?
1: My number four is. Um film that's always sort of bothered me 13 going on 30 mm. I not only does she have fake best friends who are not really her friends when she's 30 but she's not really nice to her friends from when she's 13 either so it's kind of like all the relationships in this film I find problematic and not good
0: I don't remember much I think I saw this on the back of a, like Jennifer, a back seat of a plane I remember yeah, she's like
1: she's like wishes that she was 30 it's big yeah, for girls right, basically right. Is like what the but I just don't like any of them they're bad people huh.
0: My number four is Ferris from Ferris Bueller's Day Off.
1: I I saw that on list and I totally agree with that one. Yeah,
0: Yeah. man. Uh, What a shithead. He wrecks his best friend's bads car
1: and he pushes his best friend and i mean he thinks he's being like helpful but he's actually just really causes a lot of trauma to his supposed best friend yeah now
0: one could argue that maybe cameron needed a little bit of trauma in his life get himself kind of you know shaken up but
1: he needed a little he needed a little maybe he needed a a day off but i mean (laughs) is this the day off he would have chosen for cameron i'm not exactly sure that that's really the best thing for him. Yeah,
2: de- I don't think he's a very good best friend. We're definitely overlapping, by the way. Oh, are we? But let oh, me yeah, just add on. But you had yours- <laughs> Swiss
0: Army Man on your list. Nah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> let me just add on yours that also the best friend Cameron was sick. Yeah, <laughs> he was not feeling no. well. Mm. Well, no,
1: but it was he- a little. It was suggested that he was a bit, uh, bit of hypochondria. a, oh. a hypochondriac. Oh, well, yeah. still.
2: What what a Putz Ferris. He keep
0: calling me. Him. I, I he keep calling me.
1: Yeah, oh, my favorite character in that film is the sister who hates Ferris so much. Sure. I love her. I love her, yeah. and I love. I, I love everybody's great in that movie. I yeah. know. I love it when she's at the jail station. And she's complaining about like her brother to uh, to the bad boy. That was just fantastic. I love her facial expressions
2: in that she, scene. She's yeah, so yeah, good. Yeah, I know. I know. Ira, which one? My four? number four. Swingers, Vince
0: Vaughn. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, he's yeah, he's not a good what guy. What a putts? And
2: we know that he's pushing his uh, Favaro.
0: baby. He's a, just trying to do <laughs> do his job as <laughs> being <laughs> a best friend, baby. <laughs> Come on.
2: Yeah, he's, he's pushing him to do what he wants. Poor John is. Mourning the loss of the girlfriend, he's bemoaning it. He's a sick to <gasps> a oh heartache, God, and of course, the famous phone calls. We know about that: calling back, calling back, calling back. That and scene know. is
0: one of the funniest scenes in cinematic history. It's one of the funniest scenes, history. but it's
2: so real. Yes, and I've done that. We can see ourselves doing that. I remember watching it in the theater, crossing my legs and doing this, like feeling for him, not knowing when to stop. Oh my gosh. Not knowing when to stop, just spiraling, and he's going to do it yet again. Uh, but, again, Vince Vaughn's character convinced him to go go to the bar hopping, and then he abandons John Favreau and, right. the, and the trip to Vegas and everything else. Kind of a putsy guy. A great movie.
0: Mm-hmm. Christina, it sounds like you, you just remembered something in Oh, I did, but
1: I don't think it, it's not... It doesn't qualify, unfortunately. Uh, um,
0: what's your number three? Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pink.
1: 1986. Actually, everybody was kind of a shitty friend in this one, too. Like, Ducky is kind of shitty to... Uh, the main character and then the two dude friends are also really shitty to each other. So there's a lot of shitty friendship going on there.
0: It's kind of weird how a lot of these 80s movies are starting to kind of uh they're not holding up so well.
1: Well, I think things look a little weird. Yeah. You know, you can kind of like casual rape. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's like there's like. a lot of stuff like somebody I listened to another podcast to, like tear through um the breakfast club yeah and you're like yeah that's that's all pretty bad there yeah you know this doesn't look 16 so 16 candles 16 candles bad like all the kind of it kinda bad yeah so yeah i mean pretty and pink i always felt like they were bad but now they seem particularly bad
0: <laughs> all right my number three i have a feeling this might be on somebody else's uh somebody else's list but I, I, as soon as we said "Bad Best Friends," I, the I first one that came is. to my mind. Yeah, you know which one it's going to be. I think I know. Is it from 1998? Yes, it yeah. is from 1998. Worm from Rounders? No, oh. no. Whoa, I Rounders. Had- did, you, did you see Rounders, Ira? I didn't. Uh, do you know what it's? Do you know what it's about? Rounders. Is that about poker? Yeah. Is it? It's the one that got the big, uh, the whole poker craze that mm-hmm. really started sweeping through mm-hmm. Hollywood around that mm-hmm. time. That started with uh, Rounders. Matt Damon and Edward Norton yeah. plays his. Uh, his shitty best friend, mm. who kind of drags him back into this this world that he's trying to escape, and no, no. it's great. It's a great, great movie. No. Hmm. Shitty yeah. best friend. Yeah.
2: All right. What do you got, Ira? What's your number three? My number three. I mentioned this once before. I think at a top. I, I don't know. Or maybe I just told you privately. I stumbled upon the movie. I hope they serve beer in hell.
1: Mm-hmm. Hmm.
2: <laughs> Have you, Christina? Are you?
1: Familiar with this film? Good, you don't need to be. All right, I'll just give that one. A <laughs> if Iris telling you that, and I, run. I, I, I'm right. telling you that, right. yeah, I will. I will assure you, I will never watch uh, this film. I promise uh, you that.
2: Tucker, that's the, yeah. Tucker's name. He 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 gets the, the guy to to lie to his fiance. That's it. To lie to his fiance, and and they go on a three and a half hour drive to a strip club, and everything that happens in the last twenty minutes of that film is so disturbing. But again, it's got Tucker's best friend who who derails his whole life and makes bad choices with gets Tucker motivated to do these things.
0: Mm. All right, Lousy Christina, what's your number two?
1: Uh, thirteen from two thousand three. That was on one of my my extras. Yeah, that that's such a it's such a great film, yeah. but it's definitely like, um, you know, nice girl corrupted by like very um mature and like dangerous friend and things going horribly bad wrong yeah so it's kind of a kind of a teen nightmare story yeah. really
0: have you seen 13 ira i haven't oh man that that's a movie that uh it, it, i think you would enjoy but also i worry about you watching oh yeah. wait
2: wait 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 wait, 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 wait. No, i don't know surely you need to expand
0: just go watch on, it
2: you need to expound on yeah. that yeah. statement
0: you'll like it all right my number 2 <laughs> I've made no secret that I like Phoebe Cates. I think Phoebe Cates is... um She's good. She's a little bit of something, something. I like her. She's Ooh. nice. She's yeah. a good actress. Fast Times? No. Okay. Not Fast Times. <laughs> the other Phoebe Cates movie, Uh Fred from Drop Dead Fred. Mm. Oh. And he was a really shitty friend. Mm. He was an imaginary friend.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I can see that.
2: Have you seen Drop Dead Fred ever? I haven't. You've spoken about it before. I haven't seen it. So he's an imaginary yeah he's imaginary friend.
0: friend and he always gets her into trouble mm. yeah there you go hmm. what's your number two Ira
2: my number two and I thought we had this one common I re- especially when we said 1998 oh 1998 here's your hint Coen Brothers and I'm surprised you didn't mention it yet but who knows maybe you will oh and Big Lebowski the Big Lebowski you guys mm-hmm. Walter Walter yeah. played by John Goodman That's Walter a good one. if you really think about it Walter is really he's the one who who. They, he, it was his idea to switch the ransom thing, yeah. and he's the one who's responsible for for messing up the car and all the all conflict, the conflict. All the conflict in that film totally is agree. really Walter's doing. Yep, he's a great bowler. We know about that, but pure John Goodman, by the way. We, hey, we spoke about John Goodman before, I know, but he's a shitty best friend.
1: I, I'm with you. Good, good.
0: good did we ever do top five John Goodman movies? Yes, we did. Okay, yes, we I did. thought we did. Yep, oh, we no. did. I'm oh, sorry we missed that. Yeah, yeah. No. yeah. John Goodman can do no wrong, man. I, I here's a challenge. Think of a bad, bad John, Goodman John Goodman movie. movie. Think of uh, think of a movie that John Goodman is bad in. Oh well, that's different. Cause was was he in Kong? Am I? Was he in? He
2: was. Kansas? Yeah, he was in, he was Kong, in Kong Skull so Island. So it's a bad movie, but but not he was of good. Him. Right.
0: He's always. He's watchable. never bad. He's I've never seen good. him be bad. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Christina, what's your number one?
1: Ira and I share a, share a pick here. Um, mm-hmm. When I thought of literally everybody being terrible to everyone, I thought about Mean Girls. It's not I just the plastics, because also her supposedly good friends mm-hmm. also kind of use her, and like are, and she's shitty to them, too. So really everybody being pretty bad to everybody.
0: Oh, Mean Girls. Mean Girls. My number one is uh, from two different movies, same character, Randall Graves from Clerks and Clerks 2. Hmm. And it... If you watch the deleted scenes, he actually got Dante killed. Because remember oh, that Dante dear. kept saying, I oh, wasn't oh, supposed yes. to be here today. Yeah. And there's a del- deleted scene where somebody came in and robbed the store. And
1: That is a bad friend if they get you killed. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> that would be a good qualifying but, uh, bad friend situation. Yeah.
0: Randall, what a shitty friend.
1: Mm. Yeah.
2: Did you see Clerks Ira. I saw the first one. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Right, what's your number one?
2: My number one, overlapping, Ferris Bueller. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you guys. Ferris Bueller, what a, what a cute, charming kid. What an asshole. What, what a manipulative punk he was with his best friend. And again, we already spoke about this. Getting him to ditch schools, the, just the beginning. And of course, the best friend's father's prize car. But that it, luxury car. What
1: a charmer, that Ferris Bueller. Yeah, what a
2: charmer. What a charmer. Yeah. You know, everyone I mean, else likes it. him,
0: but yeah. not his best friend. Or his sister. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's true. Nor the principal.
1: Well, principal. Yeah. It's hard to like the principal, though. Yeah, it's hard to side with him.
2: Bueller,
0: he's Bueller. a righteous dude.
2: Bueller, that's my number one.
0: All right, hey, guess what, guys? We did it. We recorded a podcast. Oh, so nice. Uh, I love this part of the podcast because we're done. Uh, oh, wait, oh. That's, no. not,
2: that's not true. Nah, I don't believe that.
0: No, it's true. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> <laughs> all right. If you have any uh, bad best friends that we didn't mention, then you can send us an email. You can send that to robert at antiwavepodcast.com or...
2: Uh, and slash or Ira at antiwavepodcast.com.
1: Or Christina at antiwavepodcast.com.
0: Or you can send us a message through Twitter or Instagram. Both those handles are at antiwavepod.
2: Right. We're all over the place, aren't we? You can find us on iTunes, on Stitcher, on, on Google
1: Play, or... Even on our website. Mm.
0: Yeah. And if you want to check out our other website, 30lovefilm.com, you can type in anti. We even get 10% off any DVDs, or you can check it out on Amazon Prime or iTunes. It's streaming there. Hey, guess what? That's a whole little podcast all about blind spotting, not train spotting. No one said train spotting this entire thing until no? just now.
2: How about that? Train spotting, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right, so
2: until next time. Keep watching movies. And we'll help you sort them out. Yeah, we will.
0: Ah, I just, I was diving in the pool and there was this woman here and I screamed.